Hey, storytellers, how are you doing? I am checking in with you right now. At the time of this recording, it's 11.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in New York. It's Sunday, April 19th. This is our second week of our community tapestry project where I record 15 minutes with a new podcast listener each and every single day for 30 consecutive days. I'm documenting our collective voices because I find that in these unparalleled, unprecedented times, no one has any idea what we're doing. And we're all just kind of trying to find our way through this mess, I guess you can say. And I think there's nothing more comforting and relatable than sharing our stories in the most transparent and truthful ways. I'll be really honest, this project has given me something to look forward to every single day and getting to hear the voices from 30 of you has been an honor and it's been so humbling at the same time, learning about what you all are individually going through and what you've had to do to cope and get through day by day. Um, And it's allowed me to feel less lonely and knowing that I'm not the only one that feels this way. So thank you to each and every one of you for sharing your stories and sharing them so openly with our entire community. I've been receiving really touching messages from our listeners telling me that These bonus weekend episodes have been like a light at the end of the tunnel for them. And it's incredibly rewarding to hear how you listeners are feeling a little bit less lonely and feeling like you belong to a larger picture after hearing these compilations of recordings. So I am really looking forward to sharing with you the second week of voices. And the very first one, we are kicking off with Jillian Foley on Monday, April 13th. Hello. Hello. Hi again. Hi, Jillian. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. So before we get right into it, do you want to let everyone know what's your full name and what time it is and where you are at right now? Great. Um, my name is Jillian Foley. I also online for fiction writing stuff go by the name Jay Foley Schwartz. So you'll see me on Twitter with that name. Um, right now where I am, it is 1 p.m. here in Chicago. Awesome. So Jillian, how are you? Um, I'm doing reasonably well, all things mm. considered. <laughs> Man. Okay. So um, as with different states, um, everyone's been having a shelter in place at different times. So for you, how long have you personally been staying at home? Um, I know for some people, it's been already exactly a month. Uh, Others, it's been a few weeks. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious to hear about your experience. It's been for me about a month since I've gone anywhere. I think the last trip I personally took to the grocery store was about a month ago. (gasps) Wow. Um, here in Chicago, we've been on shelter in place since right before St. Patrick's Day. So not quite a month, but almost a month. Um, although I do get out every day to take my dog for a walk. So okay. not like 
fully stuck inside, but um, not really going anywhere. So I, I'm, I'm so curious because I think just from my own household with me and Moonlin, she has this extreme fear of starvation. Mm-hmm. So our freezers were, our freezer and our fridge were like completely stocked, yeah. um, and she made sure of it, uh, which I'm so thankful for. But at the same time, I'm just like, I think about. But then the thing is, we have to go out every single day, uh, just because of um, the job and stuff that we do it's considered Mm -hmm. essential workers and the thing is um i can't imagine being locked in for or staying in for a month and not being able to replenish i'm assuming you're doing online groceries is that how you're doing that to make sure you're you're able to eat every day so um my husband has been he's gone to the grocery store twice we've been trying to stock up for two weeks at a time so smart um i do have someone to go out for me but it's sort of the timing of all of this for us is sort of funny because we have a, um, a three month old baby. Um, and so we had actually like totally stocked up on everything, like including toilet paper and the whole nine yards at the end of last year. Cause she was due at the very end of December. Cause we didn't want to have to go to the store with a new baby at home. Mm. So we were already stocked up, um, and had like a ton of stuff in our pantry, a ton of like freezer meals that people had brought, dropped off for us and stuff. Um, and so we keep joking that it's sort of like, we're just sort of continuing the habit that we had started at the end of the year when we were anticipating not wanting to leave because we haven't slept, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that's part of why I haven't been going out is because I'm here, um, taking care of the baby. We just really want to make sure that neither of us get sick. So my husband's doing the going out for the grocery store, um, coming back. Okay. All of that kind of stuff. Um, well, that's us, a, so. that is a relief to hear. Um, just to know that you have somebody with you at home that's able to do that and make sure that you and, yeah. and your whole f- household is taken care of. Um, be, uh, first and foremost, so important to say this, a huge congratulations. Oh, Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. My goodness. Okay. So this, so your baby's three months. So you just mm-hmm. missed the times where I'm hearing that anybody that's been giving birth like this past month has been truly Uh chaotic because, you know, you can't have as many people there. I think you can only have one person if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. uh, I think it depends on the place because there are some hospitals that aren't letting any visitors and there are some people where like their husband or partner, whoever is immunocompromised or something. So they're having no visitors at all, just out of an abundance of caution. So, yeah. Right. Um, How are how was your birth process? I know that, um, that was like right before all of this. So it, you just missed it, but uh, that in itself is also a very, it's a huge moment, a huge milestone mm-hmm. in our lives. If we choose to have children, you know, so what was that like for you and how are you doing as, um, is this your first child may I ask? Yep. Yep. Oh, congratulations, Jillian. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So many congratulations to go around. Oh my goodness. I am bouncing in my chair. I wish you could see. Um, <laughs> that's so exciting. And congratulations to your husband as a first time papa. That's so sweet. Okay. I need to hear everything, how you have been doing like real talk. You don't even have to like focus on only the positives either. Just truly yeah. what you're going through, especially this is such a momentous time in both of your lives, you and your husband and your child's like, what's mm-hmm. happening? Well, so first things first is she was, my baby was 13 days late. So <laughs> it was a lot of, she ended up being a 2020 baby, even though she was due at the end of December. Oh. Um, 
so we were, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety about like her coming and like family, you know, constantly being like, is the baby here? Is the baby Mm -hmm. here? Is the baby Mm -hmm. here? And I kept being like, guys, I will tell you when there is a baby, like, don't worry. Um, and so it's sort of, it's sort of interesting with all of this, like the pandemic and being worried about, uh, you know, loved ones and people who have to go out, like, like you and Moonlin, you know, all the people who have to be going out and doing this stuff is that for me, it's like, I have that anxiety about what's going on right now, but at the same time, my anxiety, like about my personal life is so much better, unexpectedly better now, um, after the, like after my baby was born, than it was right before, like leading up to her being born. Um, delivery was, you know, a crazy wild ride. My husband was absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know how people are doing it without, you know, without their partners there. Um, it was just the two of us and I delivered well at at a hospital with all the nurses and the midwives and that. Um, so um, but we, we, we had just started trying to go back to work, um, at the beginning of March. So again, right. The timing of this is all very strange for us. Yes. Um, but my husband and I are both graduate students. So we both work and we're both just working on our dissertation. So we work from home anyway. And we already were like going to try to do our own childcare ourselves to save the money right. anyway. And so we keep joking that now everyone else is living our lives of like working from home with a baby. <laughs> right. Gosh, we are such copycats. Let me tell you, <laughs> following Jillian's lead. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've, we've been dealing with the, you know, the usual trials and tribulations of like trying to figure out how to make this new work-life balance kind of thing work out. Um, now with the additional extra fun times of being worried about everyone in the world mm-hmm. at the same time, but it's sort of interesting having my day-to-day sort of worries and problems be more or less the same as they would have been otherwise. Um, it's just sort of a strange feeling. Yeah. Okay. I have to, um, I think my first thought is, you know, realistically finance talk that Mm -hmm. you, your husband are in a place where, you know, I know you said that you both are working on your dissertations, Mm -hmm. um, but you also were going to start working as well, you were saying, right? Mm -hmm. And so how are you guys holding up, especially having a newborn child with so many costs for diapers, baby Mm -hmm. food? things that, that most couples do not have to worry about if they don't have children. So realistically, like, how are you guys doing? Um, we're doing reasonably well. We both had sort of planned, we worked for a couple of years before we went to grad school and had like been able to build up our savings with Mm. the anticipation of like being, you know, on that grad student budget for a while. So we're still doing okay. We've also, you know, even though family hasn't been able to come and visit as much as they would have liked, um, we're still getting a lot of support from our family in terms of like, here's a bunch of money in Amazon to buy those diapers that oh, you need. That is so kind. Um, so yeah, so it's really nice to be able to have that support network as well to do the things, oh, um, thank God. you know, make sure the diapers are still coming yes. to the door on time, um, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and we've both been, since we both do work from home, um, working on our dissertation stuff, I've been able to do a little bit of like online teaching through my university, 
to sort of supp- help supplement some of the income um, right now. And uh, we both have a little, like I do a little bit of freelance writing. Um, he does a little bit of freelance consulting. And most of that stuff is sort of amenable to working remotely and having a more flexible schedule, which is helpful with the baby. Yeah. Um, luckily, neither of us have to do that. You know, like you have to be at this meeting at this time and this place. Um, so. Wow. Okay. Is- y- you and your husband are so incredible what a super couple um to be able to (laughs) juggle all of this and just make it work i think it's so inspiring and um i know there's so many listeners in our community who are moms dads first-time parents or maybe they're like the fifth time parent Mm -hmm. um so can you kind of share because there's just again there's so much conversation happening uh and buzz within our our community especially in our private facebook group where people are jumping in saying oh my gosh you know you know, it's, they've never had to stay home with their children. And of course they love their children's company. That's without a doubt, but it's also having, um, I think just everybody has no idea what they're doing. We're all navigating blindly in a way, right? Just trying mm-hmm. to figure out our schedules and, um, yeah. and if we're privileged enough to even be able to, um, have, you know, familial support, uh, friends t- to lean on, a community to lean on. Um, so I think it's just so, especially I think you are the first one we've had in this community tapestry project right now that mm-hmm. um, has mentioned about having a child. So I would love to hear your day to day, especially for those who are going through something similar and feeling very overwhelmed and perhaps anxious, um, and nervous and and fearful about, you know, the day-to-day, if you could share your day-to-day, how you and your husband make sure to make it work and how you juggle. Yeah. From morning to night. Yeah. So the way that my husband and I have set this up, um, is we each take three days a week where we're working from, Mm -hmm. you know, about nine 30 to seven. Um, and the other person is on primary baby duty. Um, And then, so it's like the way that it is right now, Friday, Sunday, and Monday are my work days. And then he works Tuesday, Wednesday, wait, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And Mm -hmm. then we take Saturday completely off. So that means that we're, we're both not working a full 40 hour week right now. That's one of the things that we've been sort of having to give up, um, is the idea of getting that full full work day in. Um, but it does mean that we're uh, like that we can have the like long stretches of being able to focus on work, which I think is one of the hardest things with kids is, is okay. You can, you can work during their nap time. You can work before they get up. And this is the thing that I've gotten a lot of tips through other parents in the Facebook group of like, when do you get your writing done? If you're the person who's like primary parenting on mm-hmm. a, on a given day. And so that's one of the things we've tried to do is set it up so that we can each have uninterrupted stretches. Um, but like I said, we're both very lucky in that we both can work from home. Cause I know some, some of my friends and family have where it's like one parent works in a hospital. And so that yeah. parent still has to go to work. And the other parent is trying to be home yes. working and dealing with the kids, which sounds much more, much more challenging. Yes. Um, and, and on top of that, dealing with, uh, the poss- the higher chance of contracting something, yeah. um, for the entire family and just yeah. making sure that they are taking care of themselves, you know, removing their clothes right away. I mean, that's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. sorry, let me just turn off. So that is our timer to give us a warning. Two minutes left. Okay. So Jillian, I, first of all, thank you so much for sharing what you've been going through. And I could see how your divided schedules with your husband, how you figured out which days you 
you both are taking individually mm-hmm. for your work days is going to be so helpful for our listeners, for those who have not yet found a sort of um, schedule for themselves yet. So thank you for that huge tip. Um, I really would love for everyone to hear what you are looking forward to tomorrow. I realize tomorrow is Tuesday. So Tuesday is your turn to watch your baby. Mm-hmm. So yep. what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Um, definitely looking forward to getting hang- to hang out with the baby all day. Um, it's very nice in this sort of anxious climate to be able to hang out with this tiny, adorable creature who like has no <laughs> idea what's going on. It yeah. helps. It helps yeah. a lot to, to, um, you know, recalibrate me to sort of what's important and be grateful for the things that I have. Oh, that was so beautiful, Jillian. Um, <laughs> that is such a good point that you brought up that I, I never heard that before, that the baby, your baby has no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you're able to almost take a moment of freeze and pause away from the quote unquote reality of the pandemic, you know, when you are with your child. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful gift. Um, And I'm so happy that you have her in your life. Um, Huge congratulations again to you and your husband. Thank you. I would really love for you to tell everyone where they could find you online to say hi on social media. Yeah. So um, I'm in the private Facebook group under Jillian Foley, but on Twitter, um, I'm Jay Foley Schwartz. Schwartz is S-E-H-W-A-R-T-Z. Um, that's my Twitter handle. Amazing. So. And you mentioned your your author name. Could you mention that one more time as well? Yeah, it's Jay, the initial J Foley Schwartz. Okay, perfect. Jillian, this was so wonderful. Thank you so much. You wrapped Thank it up you. perfectly within the 15 minutes. You are so precise. You're so efficient. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you're better than my own timer. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you, Jillian. <laughs> Jillian you are lovely. And thank you for all of your support through all these years. I've seen you and you've always been vocal. You've just shown up for everybody. Um, and so grateful to to know you and again, to have you as a listener. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you for you, all your support. And- Thank you for, for building this lovely community. It's like, especially now it's so nice to be able to have, you know, this sense of community. That's the same as it was before, you know, we've always been virtual. We've always been able to like help each other out. And I, and I, it's just really lovely and wonderful. Wow. That was really thoughtful. Dang girl. You just gave me a tear in my eye. Oh, (laughs) Jillian, I adore you. Thank you so much. And um, good luck with the rest of your workday. Make the most out of it. And I'm lucky I got to catch you this Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. 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 Now, this next conversation was recorded on Tuesday, April 14th. Hello. Well, hello there, Beth. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Oh my gosh, it's so good to hear your voice. After all these times I've seen you popping up, encouraging everybody in our Facebook group, I'm just like, yes, I get to hear your voice. Okay, so Beth, before (laughs) we get started, can you please introduce your full name, uh, what time it is, where you are at right now, and where you are currently sheltering in place? (laughs) Um, I'm Beth Ray, and I am in Nicholasville, Kentucky, so really far from you. Um, And I'm at home with my two teenage sons and my husband, who is now working from home as well. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I am so 
excited for the community to hear from you because um, I think this week in particular, I, I notice it's just a coincidence that we've had more podcast listeners hopping on this recording who are parents. And uh, last week, yeah. we didn't have as much of that actually at all, I don't think. And I find it particularly interesting getting to chat with you because I know also you had or have a bakery business as well. Um, yeah. Uh, and just, and also balancing juggling a family with something that I remember having a checking in with you through our accountability group before, and just talking about it a little bit through our comments and stuff. Um, and I just want to know how you're doing right now because you've already had to juggle so much. I cannot imagine what this time has done to your schedule, for your whole family. Um, I'm even talking about access yeah. to income as well, like real talk. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Beth, whatever you're feeling in your heart, please, I would love to just get into that. Well, there's a lot of things I feel like. So as mm -hmm. far as the family stuff, my yeah. boys are teenagers. So yeah. as far as the school from home, it's not as hard for me as it is for other people. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people with young kids, they are literally having to sit there for four hours a day and mm -hmm. do the homework with their kids. Mine, they're online. I, I do double check at the end of the day, make sure they do their homework, but I don't have to sit there and walk through the entire process. So that helps me on my end. Yes. As far <laughs> as far as my husband working from home, obviously, obviously that's a very big change of pace. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, he, he can do most of his work from his computer. He actually works for, it's called Lexmark and they design printers. And so oh, cool. he actually, all his travel has stopped. He was in China a lot and what? now all that's been cut off. And so he's on conference calls with China every day, which is hysterical. They're back oh. there just cracking up at each other, but <laughs> But, so, I mean, he's, but he's been talking to them a lot because, you know, they are past us and all this. And so he's kind of enjoyed seeing how they're doing as far as, you know, cause they started the whole lockdown way before us, but, yes. um, but yeah, so him being home, it's very different, but it's actually been very workable. So as far as the whole lockdown thing, being home with my husband and kids, it's an adjustment, but on the positive end, we have had so much time to hang out. I mean, yes, we get irritated sometimes, but for the <laughs> most part, we, it's given us a chance to rest and talk to each other and not have these high stress. We have to go, go, go all the time mm. moments. So I will say, I feel very blessed in that, that we have gotten a lot of family time out of this. So that's, wow. that's definitely a positive thing. Okay. May I, may I jump in and yeah. ask any of the cons and negatives of this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, all being together you know my 15 year old is really social so this is horrible for him oh like no. he hates yeah. it he wants to see his friends and so he's online with them playing games or he'll talk to him all day long on and off but it's not the same of my younger one is 13 and he is a homebody this is his dream come true <laughs> like he never wants to leave the house again so <laughs> he loves it he wants to stay in his house coat all day he was built just, for this moment let me yes, tell you yes so he loves it he gets he loves my attention so he gets so all my cute. attention like, it's ridiculous absolutely oh. ridiculous but um and I think a lot of people as far as people that like to stay at home which mm -hmm. is, I am one of them I'm very much an introvert and I'm very much a homebody this seems like the perfect thing for us but then mm -hmm. again I would say now like this week my husband and I were talking all of a sudden it feels like too much. Like for the first few weeks, you're, you know, you're getting into this new groove. There's no stress. You're getting all this family time. And then like yesterday, my husband was like, I need to 
get out of the house, you know, for five seconds. Uh, <laughs> like I just need to see somebody else other than us. So, you know, it's, there's good and bad to all of us being together and all that. Uh, I'm so sorry for interjecting, but I find that no. so particularly interesting because I so happened to hop on a call with you in such a specific moment during your shelter in place that how coincidental that it was just yesterday that he was feeling this, um, I guess you could say frustration, right? Yeah. And what do you think triggered that or what maybe it was like the final feather what was that final feather because funny enough mm -hmm, yes go 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 oh i'm sorry i said i think that all the things that we were excited to get done to have this with this extra time basically so all of the let's we have a great we have five acres so we have a lot of land and so all of the yard work if you want to call it outdoor stuff he's been wanting to get done is done now. Um, we got all the things that we wanted to get done. We had, and we were so excited and whatever we watched all the movies we wanted to watch with the kids, you know, did all those things that you look forward to when you all of a sudden are stopped in life. Yes. And now what? Like, okay, let's, we're done. Let's move on. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Then I understand now your husband's point of view and where his perspective is coming from. But what about you? I know that you, you know, we, we like, hearing again just from how you've updated us in our Facebook group where you are more inclined to be a homebody because of the work you do naturally. Um, But the thing is, have you reached that point yet of that frustration where you want to get the hell out? What I've not so not as much as him. However, I will say the hard part for me has been like my parents and his mother. So we don't see grandparents. And so I lived 10 minutes from my parents. So I was used to seeing my mom three days a week, my dad once a week. His mom lives a few hours away, but she was still here twice a month. So that's hard. Even being an introvert, I just feel bad. I know. know, Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, that's, that's where I am. I'm kind of, I'm over that. I'm done with that. (laughs) Okay. Do you mind me asking then if they have any care, like who's taking care of both of your, like your, your husband's mom and both of your parents, if they have the help they need? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily they're all in really good health. Now my mom has really bad asthma. So we were a little (gasps) worried that if she got in anywhere close to anybody with this, that this could be bad for her. So she's been staying home. Hasn't even gone to the grocery really at all. My dad's doing any kind of running they need to do. Um, so they're healthy wise. They're doing okay. My husband's mother is lonely. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, you know, when you live alone, her husband died about eight years ago. And so this is a little much for her. Like she called yesterday, Facebook us, and we talked for as long as possible, but she could tell she's just done. She said, I have cleaned my entire house top to bottom. (gasps) She said, tomorrow I'm going to go outside and power wash. (laughs) Well, whatever keeps you busy, (laughs) but yeah, it's more or less that they're lonely. Um, you know, not getting to see the grandkids is hard for them. I think this is something, you know, it's so timely right now. Um, Moonlin and I, we cook for elders um, every yes. week. And we're, you know, hopping on the phone calls with these organizations that have been doing the heavy lifting of taking care of the seniors and the elderly for so long. Talking to them, I learned that it's funny. I thought it would be the food and the limited access to groceries and just hot meals in general was the biggest problem. But 
they ended up telling me one of the biggest problems is isolation. And that's what I just learned yesterday. Um, So this is very timely. And I'm just thinking, and I just thought of like talking to Moon saying, you know, in addition to the food, why don't we just reach out to our platforms of people who are able to write Chinese because we're specifically helping those in the Asian community to write letters to them so that along with these hot meals are notes of love to let them know that they're not forgotten, that people are thinking of them. They are in our minds and and we we we're wishing the best for them and i hope that would li- like just make them feel a little bit less lonely yeah. you know what yeah. i mean no I, I totally agree like even my dad he just he sends text messages every day and he's not very good with the phone so it's like these random so cute of like his flowers outside <laughs> it's a beautiful day isn't it like he just wants some sort of connection uh, daily with us and which, you know, we don't, that's totally fine. Um, but we, we've seen my parents, like, you know, we drive by and, uh, they'll just kind of stand in their yard and basically say, Hey, we're checking in. So you can see the kids faces, but it's not the same. You can't really sit down with them for a meal together or hug them or kiss them. It's so different. So it's just really different. But his mother, where she is by herself, we literally have not seen her since before all this began. So I just feel bad for her. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just like trying to learn so much about what people are doing just to stay connected in, in the best way possible, but also staying safe and also yeah. trying because you don't know if you're asymptomatic you or if I'm asymptomatic and you just want to exactly. make sure even no matter how lonely everybody is feeling, there's also mm-hmm. the health being priority and just making sure yes. that no one's passing anything to each other. I know. You know? And I that's know. the hard it's part. It's very hard. It's so hard. So, okay. So that is now, it sounds like the largest weight and burden that's been on your heart is truly for your elderly and your generation and your family. Um, and so you've been trying to do the drive-bys to show the grandkids faces. (laughs) And I think that is so thoughtful. Um, and just staying in touch via, via text message with your dad, via phone calls. I mean, that definitely, I mean, the technology makes this so much better than it could be. You know, yes. if we didn't didn't have what we have as far as FaceTime and all that, this would be that much worse. Yes. Even for my business, um, like I don't have a storefront anymore. I closed yes. it last year. Yes. Just from not being at home. And thank God I did. There's no way I could have survived this. There's mm. absolutely no way financially I could have stayed open during this. <sighs> None whatsoever. So even now that I'm working from home and I don't have employees, it's just me. I had every wedding cake cancel for April and May, which I mean is understandable. Mm -hmm. And so, and all those big events, well, that's where my money is. So it's just, that's been really financially difficult. And my husband took a 20% pay cut. And again, we are thankful that it wasn't a layoff. You know, it could have been much worse. So we are very thankful, but you know, it makes the, makes things a little tight. So I'm doing as far as the the business side of it, trying to do as much as I can online. So it sounds crazy, but tomorrow I'm doing uh, baking and decorating classes through zoom. Oh, thank God. Oh, that's brilliant. 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 So, I mean, it's obviously not as much money as a wedding cake, but it's something. Is it it your first time doing that? Or I did. I did a bake for before this. Yes. Now last week I did a baking class um, with about five or six women that had previously ordered cakes for me. They just wanted to bake a pound cake. You know, something really simple. And so we did that. And then I have people asking, "Oh, we love to. We want to do a decorating class, which is really hard to do virtually. Yeah. But we're gonna try. 
So we're going to try. And so they really like it. I did a live video on my Facebook page last week and just invited all of my customers to join me. I decorated cupcakes and took live questions. And that was really fun. So I'm trying to do what I can that way to keep them, not entertained, I guess that's a horrible word, but to keep them connected with me. But you know what, honestly, I don't think that's all. May I just jump in and say that entertain is not a bad word because that is what a lot of people are looking for right now. So don't feel bad. I get it. I feel like I'm in the same boat as you because I felt almost bad using that same word as well. But then, you know, hearing from so many of our community members saying, Mm -hmm. you know, thank you for doing this or thank you for doing that. It gave me a light to look forward to or a moments of joy that they knew they could rely on with these these moments of entertainment coming up for them. So don't even feel bad. And I love that you are providing that for your customers. So I just want to say, don't, don't feel bad about saying, I think it's a beautiful thing. Sorry. So that was the alarm clock and I'm okay. Hold on. So we have two minutes left. So I want to make sure that I'm so excited. So it sounds like you're really looking forward to this baking class for tomorrow. Um, This is so exciting. And how do you feel like Again, real talk about finances. Your husband had to mm-hmm. take a 20% pay cut. Your your yeah. business overall, no one's really ordering <laughs> no. cakes or anything right now, right? So yeah. do you would these classes, Zoom classes in the end, be enough to make up for those sales you would have made or close to? Not even close. But oh, but that's okay. Because well, the deal with the wedding cakes and the larger event well, maybe not all the large events, but the weddings definitely are all rescheduling, obviously. Yeah. So they've pushed everything back a few months, which just makes my fall that <laughs> that much busier. Yeah. So they're all gonna want to get married. The yes, fall yes. But that's okay. Um <laughs> and honestly, as far as all that goes, I've been wanting to do more online businesses for a long time. Um, like I wanted to do maybe a food blog and maybe some kind of newsletter with recipe tutorials. So I've been filming myself cook for two weeks because I'm stuck at home anyway. Yes. So you're trying to make it productive. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm doing that now and that will stay with me through all this. So once all this is over, I'll have it more fine tuned and I can promote that. And so maybe that's the silver lining that will continue on to keep me financially afloat. And so even when all these wedding cakes come back, maybe I don't have to take, you know, 15 weddings a week or what, not really, but you know, I don't have to take as many cakes per week just for money. Like I can pull back a little bit, which is kind of what I would like to do anyway, because I'm killing my hands, but <laughs> oh, poor you, Beth. you know, I, okay. I love that you've taken this moment to really, it sounds like you've taken a lot of time to reflect that you are trying yes. to look for the silver lining and making the most out of these situations. And yes. I am so happy for you in that, in that aspect. Sorry, let me just switch off this final oh, timer. Fine. Um, and okay. So Beth, this was just wonderful and lovely to hear real talk just I love that we covered so much from what you as a family have been dealing with and also multi-generational issues with Mm -hmm. taking care of both of your sides of parents and also talking about your business too so thank you so much for oh no really lifting the curtain for everybody just to hear and and giving them a peace of mind knowing they're not the only ones going through this they're not you know this is so beautiful. So Beth, thank you for your time. Can oh, you please? thank you so much for chatting with me. Oh it was my really gosh, fun. this is so much fun. And it was so lovely to hear your voice finally. And can you please <laughs> let everyone know where to find you um, online as your personal yeah. and also for your baking business too? Yeah. So on Facebook and Instagram, my personal is Beth Ray, but my business is The Sweet Shop by Beth. 
Um, I have a website, I have Facebook and Instagram and even LinkedIn, but yeah, so I'm on all of those and I'm constantly posting on them. Yeah. I'd love for you all to join me on there. Oh my God. Amazing. And then the sweet shop. Did I, I don't know why I thought I read S H O P P E, but it's S H O P. It is. It, it is. is okay. It's okay. It's just fancy. It okay. looks fancy when you write it out. Yeah. So great, it's great, great. So we'll clarify that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So S H O P P E is how you s- spell yes. shop. All right. Just for everyone Definitely. listening in. Amazing. I'm so glad. I'm like, I knew I remembered there was something that wasn't the S H O P. So I'm yes. so glad we were able to touch on that. Um, in case anyone is interested and excited to follow so they can Yay. go and follow the right account. I'm so excited. All right, Beth. Thank you so much. Thank for you your so time. much. You are so lovely. And thank you so much for showing up for this community. Always. I'm grateful to you. Um, and truly, I'm am so lucky to have listeners like you. Thank you so much, Beth. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for all you do right now, especially. Thank you, Beth. I will talk to you soon. I'll see you back in our private Facebook group. All right. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Have Thanks. a great Bye. day. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Now, this next conversation was recorded on Wednesday, April 15th. Hello? Oh, hi, Yin. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? And I'm so sorry. I I messed up Skype. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, please don't even worry about it. I am so excited to finally hear your voice. This is so amazing. Can you please let everybody know what your full name is and what time it is where you are and where you're currently sheltering in place? Sure. My name's Elizabeth Newton. I'm in Vancouver, Canada, and it's 4.10 p.m. for us here. Amazing. And I'm sheltering in place at our house. Oh my gosh, lovely. Well, I'm so excited to just dive right in and just to make sure that we squeeze in as much as possible within our 15 minutes. And Elizabeth, how are you doing? How long have you been staying at home, quarantining? What is going on with your day-to-day? Uh, thank you so much. I just really want to, first of all, though, just I have to say you have been so great the way you reach out to your community, both this oh 88 Cups of Tea and from what I see in your Chinatown community with Moonlin. That's really inspiring. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. That was so thoughtful. Thank you. Oh, that means a lot. Um, well, I've been sheltering this place basically following the rules since it started. Um, I'm so, I mean, how am I doing big picture? Mm. I mean, it's, this is unimaginable, right? The loss, the loss of life, the loss yeah. of economics for people. Um, so big picture, it's really hard to wrap one's head around small picture. I feel very lucky. I'm at home with um, my husband and my daughter and our labradoodle. Um, we're safe. You know, we, um, have food, we have shelter. So I, I feel very lucky that way. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to hear that. Just the home life is doing okay um, and hanging yeah. in there. And also yeah. uh, Labradoodle, I'm obsessed already. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Um, oh, she's, yeah, she's queen of the house, Chloe the Labradoodle. So she's, oh. can't believe it. Everybody's home all the time. And oh my like, God. <laughs> it's her dream come true. She's so her cute. dream come true. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, do you mind me asking how old your daughter is? Yeah, so she just graduated from university, actually. <gasps> Congratulations. Uh, 
Yeah. So she, um, she did classics and neuropsych. Um, she's, um, she's similar to you and that she's a writer and she also, um, likes sort of acting on the Broadway theater sort of uh, realm. So a world of possibilities to come slightly delayed because of all this. I was going to say, I think it's, it's interesting because I think you are, um, the only parent that I've gotten to speak to, um, within our community who has, um, a child in your household who just graduated college. You know, I've, I've spoken to, uh, actually on the other side where I've spoken to people who, uh, just finished school, but haven't actually spoken to the parents of those, you know, and it's such a fascinating time, um, where you all have to be, uh, in the same space, especially when there's usually so much movement, right. When we, you know, you know, like when we graduate and it's, it's a time where we think, okay, all these possibilities and okay, ready and jump. And, but there's right now nowhere to jump. So how is that? She's good. I mean, thankfully, um, she's very together. She loves to write. So this has given her like time and space to to work on new projects. So that's fantastic for her that way. Um, and luckily we all get along. Um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so, and, and cause she just graduated that, you know, it, it would be a time for a breather anyway. Um, so, but you know, I've got friends with kids who are sort of maybe a few months um, more just started new jobs that they've <gasps> lost and you know like and and that that's been tough for them so in that way I guess we're we're lucky too oh my gosh so let me ask you then yeah. um, it's clear that you are juggling a lot uh, in your household it's um, way more than a lot of other people who don't have families have to juggle so how are you doing as Elizabeth how how is uh-huh. How, how's your heart doing? How's your mind doing? Where are you at? Yeah. Um, Like I say, when I look big picture, it can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, heart and mind, I just find I have to regulate a bit. So for instance, um, you know, I might, normally I might watch mysteries, murder mysteries and stuff like that on Netflix. Now I find if I watch that kind of thing, um, then I can find myself feeling anxious at night. So I'm watching a whole lot of like great British breaking show and, you know, so yes. Right when this went down, I bought a bunch of plants for the house and for the deck. And so I'm making bread like everybody else in the world. So <laughs> <laughs> just taking real conscious efforts to nest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, so for better or for worse, um, I was prepared for this in a, in a little way in that I broke my ankle in December. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, but so I was already kind of practice in the art of sheltering. Um, so now I can actually move around and like do embarrassing aerobics and stuff in front of the window. So in that way, it's better. Um, feeling, you know, we've had some, you know, I've had good friends, uh, lose, you know, relatives. We had a good friend who lost track of in the hospital and he, he was on a ventilator. Thank God he's okay. But so, you know, like everyone else, it's, it's very much up and down. Oh my gosh. What is your, day to day look like and I'm sure it's different every single yeah. day. Um could we start with just I mean yesterday and today, yeah. what that yeah. looked like. It's unbelievable how quickly like A it's um, unbelievable how fast a day goes. Mm-hmm. Um but also how, how the routine. So like it's wake up, I, I've got one of these Fitbits, so I've got to like 
do enough to get steps or workouts, um, whatever crazy way I can find around the house. I, like you, I think I'm a tea addict, so I have at least 80 <laughs> cups of tea. Amazing. Um, <laughs> um, so cleaning a lot more than usual. Um, and then, you know, getting down to once I've sort of done the workout and the tea and the cleaning, then getting down to working on the website, like writing stuff and family in and among all that. And, and neighborhood walks and suddenly seeing neighbors we didn't know existed and yelling at them from a distance. It's <laughs> incredible. So are yep. you able to then, like, if you see neighbors from a distance, what, where is your mind at? Are you so excited just to see humans? Um, yeah, I think I'm an extrovert. So if I didn't live with humans right now, I think I would be torturing everybody on the phone all the time. So <laughs> but still, like, people have all those memes of dogs looking out the window and I feel kind of like they're like, hey, hey, like one of our neighbors is an emergency doctor. And the last thing he wants to do is like see me like running out. Like, What's so, yes, a little bit like that. Uh, when we're walking out with um, the dogs, you normally will all be really close. Now we kind of have to like stand at a distance and yell at each other across the park. And, uh, but I found, you know, what's interesting. I find that the conversations are, you get meaningful really quick. So it's not how's the weather. It's immediately to just super deep stuff, which is mm, interesting. I love that. Can you give me an example of something that really, um, moved you just a really yeah. meaningful conversation just today or yesterday, or just whenever you saw that neighbor? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, just yesterday, um, yeah, actually there was a couple, um, we have these amazing neighbors, um, you know, it's one of these people you see all the time, you don't even know their names. Yeah. Um, it's this amazing, um, man and he looks after his, you know, grown man, he looks after his special needs brother and you see, I mean, and it's, it looks difficult, but he's so loving. So you see him walk everywhere he goes, he's got his brother with him. So, you know, mm -hmm. stopping to talk with, and I think he also works with um, special needs people. So talking in the park, you know, and his brother was there and he was just talking about some of the challenges he wants to bring him with him, but then clients might be worried because he's too close So just hearing the sort of heaviness right. and also, but he was still so loving and hopeful towards his brother that really impacted me. Um, yeah, that was, so that was an example. And then someone else I know who was talking about their kids at a basketball game and the person they were sitting beside that woman who has, I think four or five kids was, you know, in hospital on a ventilator <gasps> and you know, heavy, heavy stuff. Oh my gosh. You know what? I, I feel like this time has really taught me personally, and maybe you can relate is to never oh. take for granted our neighbors and the people around yeah. us that everybody is a human being. Everybody will suffer as well from this crisis and it's why isolate ourselves in not even getting to know each other even from a distance right yeah, and totally it's in it's mind-blowing where so many people like you were mentioning neighbors coming out of the woodworks like you don't you're like who's this now like yeah, for yeah. for us we're just like wait this what neighbor now is offering what to contribute yeah. what? Wow. Like, what? how do we have these incredible stand up people who are everyday heroes that don't even ask for praise and are just there to help each other and willingly putting themselves forward to just see how they can contribute um, and just help people, help their neighbors. It's mind blowing. And just people you think would normally 
you would want to help. Like, I mean, we have an, a t- an elderly teacher who, I mean, she must be in her late eighties, <gasps> and she's like walking up, up, walk her up the lane, really, and one, and she's wondering, oh no, how are you doing? Like, well, how everyone else is doing? And you're, like, wow, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, no, how are you doing? <laughs> right? Exactly. And also, just seeing people's fight. Like, we have, yeah. speaking of neighbors, we have this one neighbor. I think he must be like ninety, or okay, maybe not eighty-five. And he just like painted his whole house, and his his family lives nearby, and they try to stop him, and, and he won't. <laughs> And he's like, yesterday, my husband and I, is, is that him up a ladder? And he's up a ladder, like his wife, you know, and we say, wow. But I mean, they're, they're living their lives and he's, you know, it, yeah. that's inspiring too. Oh my gosh, that is a really good point. I didn't even think of that um, because I always, I'm definitely the worry wart. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, exactly, right? Uh, it's like our, our internal, in, it's just embedded in us to be like mama hens. And oh, it's just totally, worrying yeah. about everyone, but then also realizing, okay, but they, they want to choose how they want to spend their time as well. Exactly. And exactly. that's how what I've had to learn to to really step away from being so controlling about what my parents are doing and what makes my father happy, for example. And I'm just like, wow, it's also, of course, you want them to to protect them. But within the protected framework, well, how is their quality of time being yeah. spent and their quality of life, right? Yeah. If you imagine us growing older, we don't necessarily want anyone to tell us, you know, careful, careful yep. all the time, right? So, yep. but yeah, easy to say, but on the other end, I'm like, careful, careful. Yeah, but, uh, right. I, yeah. Me too. Oh, you and me both, Elizabeth. Let yeah. me tell you, I'm just like, I'm saying this now, but watch the next second. I'm going to be like, wait, be careful. <laughs> Put on some gloves. Oh, yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is such I I love that. It's such a beautiful, mindful um awareness that we've all developed and an appreciation for each other, really, just yeah. to connect. I mean, even having this conversation, I my gosh, I have to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, where you are one of the very first supporters, tangible supporters, oh. in addition to that, for our Patreon family. And I'll never forget oh. because you have always showed up consistently and messaged me, even oh. just any thoughts and anytime you think of me and like just letting me know how much 88 cups of tea means to you but also why you want to like it's just the the reason for your support and it's endless and you have no idea and i'm just like wow it's crazy to me that it took how many years a freaking pandemic where i finally get to hear your voice and i'm so happy that you're amazing and i mean there's people who who you talk about why people support you, all the amazing writers, all that, but there's people who lead with heart and you so very obviously lead with heart. And I appreciate that. Oh my gosh, Elizabeth, stop it. You're making my, (laughs) you're making my heart squeeze. You're going to make me tear up. Stop it right now. Um, seriously, I'm just thrilled. I had the opportunity to just tell you, um, how much, uh, how, much I appreciate you and how grateful I am for you. And I want to make sure it's stated out loud in this recording. Um, Thank you very much. It really shouldn't have taken this long to, to actually hop on a phone and I'm glad we did. Um, I do want to also get into um, like the creative aspect of, Oh, okay. That is the alarm clock. Okay. So that's two minutes. Hold on. Let me switch this off and let me just make sure okay great and then so two minutes left i want to squeeze in to talk about 
what you're looking forward to tomorrow and if yep. you're able to weave in also creativity and how if you're if you're even making time for creative creativity and this should yep. please don't feel any guilt if not because you know everyone no, no, no. is dealing know, yeah, you know for me for me um so tomorrow will be very much like i said before the routine um for me the creativity a going back to playing the piano and then b writing i, I work on a couple of websites that really take me out of my what is happening now and what and it's you know one of them and i'm looking at what our other artists around the city are doing and sort of showcasing that and, yeah. and a different website. It's more like around things that make me curious. So it just takes you out of your head and out into this world of creativity, which then you can bring back and package up into what you want. And, and that's been really uh, freeing and oh, fun for you. I love that. Are you putting any pressure on yourself with like a time time limit or like a uh, making sure each day you want to make sure you spend this amount of time on this or is it very free flow because I find that again these very tricky times yeah. we don't abide by any of the rules or structures that we used to put for ourselves so yeah. what is that like for you it was about experimenting first so like I knew I wanted to do okay about this time let's do one new thing so I thought well do I want to actually like say write a book and to me that felt like just not right for not, not right for right now mm -hmm. you know where yes do I want to do you know do some a smaller project yes so so I'm not I'm I stepping back and saying what really works for me now and then if it doesn't stopping and that that's really important for me to keep revisiting and then not to feel guilt like okay I'm done for now I'm going to just go watch a really silly show or do you know what I mean just Yes. Liar, the dog oh. and you know so yes yeah definitely stepping back i love that and i hope honestly that everyone takes what we take away from these times is um that is the final let me just switch that off and let me just wrap this up real quick yeah. is i hope that everybody takes away that uh realization that we if we are in a position to and we are we have the privilege to as well to be in a place where we can listen to what our heart is telling us and our gut and our instincts. Um, yeah. That again, if we are able to, then to continue doing that even after we get out of these times. Exactly. And you say recognize our privilege and then give other yes. people to be stressed and moody because you do not know what they're going through. Yes, like. yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you yeah. for wrapping up with that. Thank you. That is very a kind thing to mention, uh, mention, and I'm grateful that you did. It was such a pleasure to talk to you, Elizabeth. You're so wonderful. Please let everybody know where they can find you on social media if they want to say hi. I definitely, I'm, yeah, I'm, I have a, a website called creatorsvancouver.com. I'm very lame on social media. I just started <laughs> another website called justcurious.ca. You'll look a long time before you find me on social media and you won't find much. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. So, can you repeat that? I got sure. the second one. Can you repeat the first website again? Uh, the first one is cre creatorsvancouver.com. And that's where I showcase local artisans and a few. Oh, that's amazing. Well. well, thank you for the work that you're doing and proactively putting artists out there and supporting their work. There's not enough people who do that. And I'm grateful that you are one of them um, being a patron and a supporter of artists in general, again, through and through. I'm so grateful to you. I'm touched and I'm lucky. Thank so you. wonderful getting to chat with you, Elizabeth, finally. And I hope you have Yay. a wonderful rest of your day. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And best to Moonlin. And thank I will you. look forward to reading and, and listening to all your amazingness. Oh my gosh, you're so kind. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I will talk to you soon and I'll see you in our Patreon family. Okay. Yes, Take care. Bye. 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 
And now this next conversation was recorded on Thursday, April 16th. Hello. Hi, Yen. Hello, my love. Wait, <laughs> this is an audio call just to... You could switch yes, your I know. Okay. I just clicked that out of Well, habit. I you love your... Case. Well, hello, my You're love. You're going to see a cat. A That's cat so tail. cute. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everyone listening to this won't be able to see the cat tail, but so she joins cute. it. Oh my God. What's her name? This is Cora. Cora. Hi, <laughs> Cora. Wait, is is Cora the one that you've been training to listen no, to? For? Okay. No. That one I can't touch yet. <laughs> She's a little feral. <laughs> How many scars do you have by now? None, because I, I mean, I don't try to touch her. I know she doesn't uh, want me to touch her. Oh, so respectful. Um, but yeah, I've been playing uh, 88 Cups of Tea to get her oh. used to people voices. And I think she uh, really likes your voice. Oh, that's She so like sweet. takes naps. Oh. It's nice to know. <laughs> she I, relaxes. I put everybody to sleep. I love this. <laughs> she relaxes. She's so tense all the time. So she, she relaxes when she listens to podcasts. That's so So yeah, sweet. that's a fun part of my day is socializing. This feral cat I took out of my backyard on Sunday. <laughs> well, I am honored. Did you name her yet? I'm calling her Lucy. So cute, Lucy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, my love boy, hold on. Before we get right into this, do you want to tell everybody okay. your full name and where, what oh. time it is where I'm calling you at, wherever you are sheltering in place? So I'm Catherine Locke. It is 547 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Amazing. Okay. I am, first of all, I'm so excited that we get to talk because it's been so long. Um, (laughs) Yes. And second, I just want to hear how you're doing. What has been happening? I know everybody's sheltering in place at different times. Um, Everybody's kind of approaching it a little bit differently, but, but basically all in the same that everybody's staying put. Um, how, how are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. It's, I think just dawned on me how long this is going to be. So this was day 31 for me of working from home and staying at home. Um, and I think like when I hit that one month mark, I was like, oh, this is going to be a long haul. Mm. Um, And I think that has only just started to hit me. Okay. And when you mean by starting to hit you, are there like, can you walk us through like the kinds of feelings you're feeling, emotions? I think that like everybody, I wish... I could see the end of this and I wish I could see our way out of this. I feel like that would give me um, a lot of comfort to have a concrete idea of in July, we're going to do this and these things will open up. And in August, these things will open up. But I am also like a very, I'm a Ravenclaw and I'm Mm -hmm. a very facts-based person and Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy and find comfort in reading a lot about our current situation and what the plans are. So I know that those, those milestones 
don't really exist mm-hmm. um, in terms of attaching them to months. Um, and they'll have to go region by region. And so I know that I can't have those, but I wish I did. Um, I know that it's just hard to plan for what my travel will look like. All my spring and summer travel was moved to the fall, but now that looks like that's up in the air. So it's being Mm -hmm. moved to next spring and that could be up in the air. So when does it move and, um, how do we do our jobs and, uh, promote books and travel to see each other when we can't, I think I took it for granted how easy it was for me to hop on a bus and go to New York for a day Mm -hmm. and, uh, how easy it was for me to just get in my car and go for a drive or visit friends or go to a garden store or go to any store. Um, I didn't really think about the idea that I would not be able to do that for a prolonged period of time. So there's like a sense of loss. Um, I wouldn't say there's like a sense of helplessness or hopelessness, but, um, I would say it's frustration and it's, exhausting to hold on to hope and optimism. It's really tiring to keep being like, but there's still tomorrow and you're still healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, that also takes a toll. Okay. So for the times that you're unable to just look forward to the next day or, you know, the, the lighter parts of life, what then can you paint me a picture of then how do you as Catherine Locke deal with that and cope? <laughs> Cause I'm just like face plant and I'm just crying. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it's a lot of reaching out to friends that friends and family that I know can handle it. So mm-hmm. I'm not reaching out to friends who are dealing with the struggles a little more, um, intimately, like their families have been affected a little more Mm. uh, directly than mine have and reaching out and just being like, Oh, today sucks. Like today is not a good day. I am so frustrated with politics and the federal government's leadership on this and what so-and-so wrote on Facebook. Um, my cousins, uh, my cousins and my family were all in a group chat together Mm. and that's been a real comfort. Um, my dad's a doctor. So reaching out to him and being like, so-and-so said something really stupid about viruses and that makes me (laughs) really mad. And we're never going to be able to come off of this shelter in place if people keep acting stupid. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, okay. Just (laughs) granted my text messages. Um, so that's been comforting. Um, I've definitely been in partaking in some retail therapy. So I think that I've bought every possible planner, out there because I keep thinking that maybe the right planner will help me (laughs) deal with the future. I have no recommendations at this point, but I would say that I've bought a lot of planners. (laughs) Oh my God. My, my stomach like I'm looking at my, (laughs) I'm looking at my dining room table right now, which is where I work from. And there are like one, two, three, four, five, six seven eight there are eight notebooks on this and they're all like a attempt (laughs) at planning and like keeping my life in somewhat order you would think it would be easy to keep my life in order because I'm not leaving my apartment yeah um but it's actually really hard to plan when you have very little structure (laughs) yes and you can't do anything yep um 
So yeah, so I have another planner on my on its way because last <laughs> night I panicked about another one. So that's how I'm coping is I love retail you. therapy. <laughs> I saw somebody on Facebook was like the biggest wasted purchase I've made this year was a 2020 planner. And I was like, really? Because I keep buying them over and over again, thinking that that is the solution. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my God. I love you. My, oh my God. My cheeks hurt so much right now. You just gave my cheeks yeah. a thorough exercise. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to have such toned cheekbones after this. You know when you've been smiling? Or like yes. laughing too much and your face physically hurts yeah that's me right now yeah so I've also been watching like YouTubes of like <laughs> I watched a funny one yesterday of a woman pretending to talk to herself from January and she's like <laughs> okay um do you have toilet paper you should go to Costco and get toilet paper <laughs> and just thinking about it makes me want to laugh I watched it like six times yesterday <laughs> I'm not even sure it was that funny but I think I needed to laugh you yeah. know sometimes you just need to laugh yes agreed agreed moon and I have been yeah. just trying to find shows that uh I mean was not a good idea that I forced her to watch train to Busan which is uh kind of a do you know that movie? yeah <laughs> <laughs> What a choice. <laughs> oh my gosh, your reaction. I wish I could record your face. Oh my God, it was so good. So basically for anyone listening who has no idea what the hell we're talking about, it's, I guess, how would you describe it? It's like kind of post-apocalyptic with uh, people turning into zombies um, in yeah. Korea. And it was really well filmed and brilliant. And I thought it was a great social commentary about everything that was happening during that moment as we were approaching like full-on lockdown and I was like you see this is our government you see that person that represents Trump like I was just going off and then afterwards we kind of had nightmares and it was not a yeah. good choice so you're you're right in you know looking and searching for the things that are supposed to be like I would go I mean it's a it's a brilliant movie it's a yes. really really good movie I just feel like maybe now is not the right nope, time and that nope, comes from somebody i rewatched contagion on like march 10th because i was like i should know what's coming <laughs> and so like i like watching disaster movies during disasters yes that movie is like a much darker tinge than i think i could handle <laughs> right now i don't think i could watch that period like i'm i'm probably contagion. more afraid to watch a contagion than trying to be oh. done because i feel like contagion doesn't it it's almost more realistic then yeah it, right well so it's funny so like the science is really good the science is yeah. totally realistic but i was i was re-watching it i've seen it before and this time i was like eight million cases worldwide and there's still groceries on the shelves how unrealistic <laughs> i can't believe they still have hand sanitizer they can buy that would never happen they're still going to stores and like lining up and there are eight million cases around the world i was like no friends <laughs> you don't know <laughs> Oh my god, I love yeah. how Ravenclaw you are. Okay, wait, know, now that we're actually talking about groceries, I am curious because you've been um, uh, sheltering in place. How are you making sure that you are getting enough food stocked up? Because I know like Moon 
gets like extreme anxiety when it comes to food especially and she always thinks she's about to starve so she like just packs the freezer um like how are you but we have access to local groceries that you know every day we have to go out because we're considered essential workers so we have access to that but there's a lot of people who choose not to go out and choose the (laughs) so cute cora i love that sorry so how are you dealing with that so it's really hard because I am not moving my car right now. So mm. I am walking to the grocery store, which limits how much I can bring back and stock up in my house. And my fridge is big, but my kitchen is small. So like my storage area for dry goods is pretty limited. So I would say that I'm going out like once every seven to 10 days and getting two or three bags of groceries. I am walking distance to two different grocery stores that have really good selections and have been one of them you can social distance in pretty well. One of them you can't, but um, I've been wearing a mask and going uh, out to the grocery store every seven to 10 days. Mm. It's definitely different for me. I didn't cook a lot at home. I was the takeout queen before this. (laughs) So I've done some of that, but it's a little harder now. Um, some things in my neighborhood are closed, even though they could do, uh, delivery, they, they're just closed. Right. And is that our warning? Yes. That is our two minute warning. I'm switching that off right now. (laughs) Yes. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I I've had to cook a lot. There are just so many dishes. It's just (laughs) endless dishes. Like my, it's, it's, I, where do they all come from? They can't, can't stored in my kitchen right now. <laughs> like, where would I put them? There are so many, and they just keep coming. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but I've been tweeting about this for like tw- thirty-one days now. Of like, you cook three meals at home every day. It's just endless dishes. It's ridiculous. Um, I feel the same way because I just put a whole dishwasher load full away, and I thought I just washed it. A few hours earlier and I'm just like where the hell is all of this coming from I don't have a dishwasher and I am so jealous right now that you have oh I am so I, sorry I've also learned that I'm really bad at doing dishes so that's the other thing that I've learned so there's some room for personal growth in this time of social distancing you know what maybe I maybe could I'll teach you listen dishes. maybe I could give you like a FaceTime call and do like a live stream and just oh teach gosh. you how to wash it I'm really damn good at washing dishes yeah I'm so anal like, and OCD hands out of the the dish drain and I'm like Katie it's still greasy like did you use soap I like what are you doing Katie <laughs> oh my gosh I cannot stop laughing and I'm having trouble breathing but I, I promise you I am I don't have any signs of okay. any of that stuff Take a deep breath. <laughs> right <sighs> all right hold on before I need to squeeze this in so what are you looking okay. forward to tomorrow tomorrow is Friday so it is my last day of the week doing my day job from 8.30 to 5. And what? that is definitely something yes. to look forward to. Yes. Okay. So you still have a day job. Yes. And I am working from home and we support nurses. So <gasps> it is a busy job right now. What? I mean, I can imagine it's like calls are off the roof, right? Sorry, I'm going to switch that off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's pretty busy right now. So our nurses are doing a great job and I am very happy to be supporting them, but I am super looking forward to my weekend. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do we have time to squeeze in what you're doing um, over the weekend in 30 seconds? Sure. 
You're like writing in my planner. I guess. Yeah. I I would have to find it in like five different planners at this point. I've switched (laughs) planners so many times. So I am finishing a freelance manuscript that I'm editing and then I'm going to read a book, like a whole book. I am so excited. What book? (laughs) I'm going to finish The Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Oh, dang. Okay. You're going to, I'm sure you're going to enjoy that. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you to actually freaking (laughs) unwind. I am so, yo, I'm so happy we got to talk. You have no idea. Me too. I know. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for letting me know that you were open to do this and down to do this. I was, it's so funny because I was like, oh, I hope, I hope you enter and let me know that you want to do this because I don't want to oh, force yeah. it on you but uh, when I saw your name I'm like so hell I yeah I was like gotta no 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 must enter right away <laughs> like whack that mole <laughs> okay yeah, um, yeah. you're like wait what um wait hold on so let everybody know where they can find you on social media sure I am on Instagram and Twitter at bibliogato b-i-b-l-i-o-g-a-t-o amazing it was so wonderful to hear your voice and see your face. It's been so long. I feel like I scared you away from the co-working space the last time because I just could not focus. And you're like, nope, never again. No, <laughs> never gonna switch to a job that I don't from home that often. And now we're stuck at home. But I Fine. will come up and visit you as soon as we are out of lockdown. Fine. I was like telling Moon, I'm like, I think I pretty much scared Katie because um Katie just never reached out after coming back to New York. And I feel like I might've been very, very like not, I did not sit my ass out and concentrate. <laughs> I kept talking. No, we're really funny, but it, it, that was not it. It was like my life kind of exploded last spring. So I apologize for oh, that. Well, I'm sorry. I totally projected and put that on you. I just like, <laughs> oh my That's gosh. Right. I was like, oh no, I hope I didn't scare Katie. Um, but next time after I, all this you- is over. Yes, for sure. And then you also have to FaceTime me and teach me how to do dishes. Yes, I, I'm so fucking good at it. I will teach you. You will oh, ask please. Moon. Yeah. I I go off. Like, I'm like, don't touch the dishes. You left a greasy ass spot with your greasy ass fingers. Don't touch. She's like, okay, gladly. So yes, I will teach you happily. Oh, man. All right. I miss you guys. Oh, we You're miss doing great. you. Oh, we miss you so much. Moon's like knocked out literally like her toe is touching my knee because she's sleeping on the bed. She's so her back. She's sprained her back again, but um, she's trying to rest. But I'm going to tell her that you said hello. Um, she's, I think, might be Ew. snoring. I'm not sure. But anyway, I will let her know that you said hello. We miss you. Okay. Listen, take good care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm assuming Cora is included as well, okay? And your feral cat. So your feral cat better be missing me after all those episodes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So make sure that you and your family are staying safe, healthy. All right. And I hope your dad's going to be um, staying safe and healthy, okay? Um, Hoping that he's good. And please thank yes, him yeah. for all the thank work that he's doing for everybody. He's a hero. Thank you. Thank you. Katie. We love you. Bye. Ian. Bye. I'll see you soon to teach you those dishwashing skills. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Bye. <laughs> now, this next conversation was recorded on Friday, April 17th. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so good. So before we get started, can you let everybody know your full name, uh, what time it is, and where you're currently sheltering in place? 
Yeah, so my name is Brittany Burns. Um, it's 7 p.m. here. Um, I'm in London right now. Amazing. So how has it been in London for you? It's actually been pretty good, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's I mean, there's there's a lot of bad going on, but I have a lot to be thankful for. And considering the circumstances, this is really the best of all possible circumstances. So um, I'm just really thankful to to be here. So yeah, I, I came over um, to sort of work remotely for a month uh, at the beginning of March. Um, and now I'm staying for, for multiple months. So oh, wow. Okay, so where were you? Where did you move from? Uh, so I am from outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's where I am. Thus the the very American accent. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I came over to sort of stay with some friends and um, just just work from here remotely as a, as a new experiment. Um, and then all the planes got canceled. So I figured, well, I guess I'm guess I'm here for the next couple months. Wow. Okay, that is so. So you're you're um, kind of stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> How then you're living, you mentioned with your friends, so yes. they've been very kind to offer their home to you. So are you all, I'm assuming, sheltering in place together unless your friends are not there and they have a separate place they're staying at? Yeah. So it's actually, um, it's my boyfriend's house. Okay. Uh, so I'm staying with him and his niece. Um, and there's a couple other sort of roommates. It's a, it's a huge house. It has like five, five or six bedrooms. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, I'm just staying here, here with them. Um, and just thankful I have company because yeah. I know there's people who are just completely alone and I feel so awful. Like I'm, I'm an introvert. I like to be by myself, mm -hmm. but just to imagine, you know, just being months on end without any real contact um, with anyone must be really, really hard. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm just, that's, that's um, it. that's something that Moonlin and I have been reflecting as well. Like we, we can't imagine what it's like, um, having to go through this on your own. Um, mm -hmm. because on the daily we have each other to go home to, and we really enjoy each other's company. So we're in a way able to find that normalcy in a way, uh, even though everything is up in the air. Um, and it's really those who are quarantining alone that really, really feel the impact. Um, so I that is such a fascinating situation you're in. Thank you so much for shining some light on that. No, I love that because it's also so different from anyone that I've had a chance to talk to so far. So do you mind me jumping in and asking what what you mentioned that you were out um, out here and ex like kind of testing it out and working remotely for about a month. So what, what did you, what do you do that allows you to work remotely? Yeah. So I am a strategic communications consultant, um, which basically means like big companies come and sort of ask um, me and the, the company that I work with uh, us to sort of figure out uh, their communication strategy and how they're going to put out new products and new initiatives and stuff like that. So every, yeah, everything I do is, is really online. There's, there's nothing that really requires you to being in person except mm 
you know, the, the enjoyable nature of having another human being next to you. Um, but yeah, otherwise all my work is, is really online and on the cloud. So, um, it wasn't difficult to, to do. It was more difficult, um, sort of logistically for the company, just making sure, um, everything was, was fine with me popping over here. Oh, wow. Okay. So that means you, you still have work. Yes. I'm assuming. Uh, yes, for, for now, technically, um, so I am transitioning. So my, my long-term plan was to transition to be an independent contractor for this company, um, and only work on specific projects. Um, that was supposed to be a little down the line, but considering circumstances, um, and them having to temper, uh, the agency a bit, um, my transition to independent contracting is coming uh, sooner, sooner than expected. So this is, uh, my last two weeks of being full-time, um, before being on my own. Oh, wow. Okay. So is is this something that you feel like, um, we should be celebrating? Is this? Yeah. (laughs) It's like a, it's a mix, you know, I'm, I'm generally happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's celebrate because I think it's, it's better to view it in that perspective. Um, like I wanted to do this. I wanted to sort of have a little bit more free time. Um, I, this is a very busy, stressful job and I just wanted more time to honestly work on writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the, now, now I'm going to have more time for that. So right. I'm ex- I'm excited about that. Well, congratulations um, then. I just wanted to make sure I <laughs> congratulate you properly, but if it's not appropriate, I will hold off, but congratulations. No. That is exciting. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm excited to have have a bit of a less stressful existence. Uh fingers crossed. In a weird circumstance, but for long term, hopefully it'll be a bit less less stressful. Yes. I I just can't help but wonder, you know, when you mention that companies go to you to kind of figure out how to say certain things. I just can only imagine that you and your company are pretty swamped around this time because so many people, so many companies are trying to figure out how to communicate to their audience and their customers about navigating through these times and just kind of providing um, a feeling of safety for the audience that they've built. So is, am I assuming this correctly? Yes, yes, very much so. Um, you know, we are very fortunate as a company to still have a lot of really solid clients um, who need our services. Um, and we also work a lot with uh, pharmaceutical companies, uh, oh, which wow. is very pertinent right now. Yes. Um, so yeah, we definitely we definitely had a decrease in some kinds of work. Um, but it was balanced out by all this sort of new uh, communication COVID related work. So Wow. Are you doing um, research on your end, like comparing to CDC and WHO, uh, the World Health Organization, um, uh, just to like kind of make sure you are not only communicating in the best way possible for that company, but also providing facts too? Is that something that um, research is involved with what you have to do as well? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So one of my my key work areas is mental health. Um, And, you know, this is a really important time. Obviously, everybody's worried about their physical health um, and becoming, uh, you know, getting the virus. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but mental health is just obviously a, a great part of that. Um, the same thing with the isolation that we talked about earlier and just people being by themselves, um, people with existing mental health conditions. You know, it's it's really been rough. People being able to get their medication. A lot of people can't get their medication because either people are hoarding or, you know, pharmacies just aren't available product lines aren't working. Um, and this can, you know, it's really stressful for a lot of people with mental health conditions. So, um, that's something that we are trying sort of to, to highlight what the WHO guidance is, um, and just sort of, you know, make sure our audiences, um, you know, get, get these needs recognized and, uh, brought to sort of a, a global attention. Wow. Okay. Well, they are lucky to have you um, to do that for them and to communicate that because these times, especially right now, um, we need to be really careful how we word things just to make sure we are respectful and mindful of what other people are going through. Um, mm. So that's incredible what you're doing. Um, I would also love to hear how your day to day is. I, I'm sure it's different every day, but if you could kind of give us um, an overview of, I guess, this past, because it's Friday today. So this mm -hmm. past week, what it's been like for you and how long you've been at home for um, without going out. I know some people have actually quarantined for a full month or a little bit over a month. So what is all that like for you? Yeah, yeah. So I've been quarantining, I guess it's been about a month now um, that the UK put their lockdown measures in. Um, but honestly, it's, it's, we live in sort of like the, the corner of London. So it's not right in the heart with all the, the businesses and crowding. It's a little bit more suburban in this area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basically my day, I start out with going for um, a walk or run in the, the nearby park, which is completely pretty empty at like eight in the morning. Oh, nice. Um, so that's really nice just to get some fresh air and the park is cleaner than ever. Uh, and the ducks are very much enjoying their time, uh, without people. Um, but yes, yeah, so that starts my day, uh, then come back, have breakfast, um, with my friends, um, just then sit down, uh, on the floor with a beanbag, get to work for eight hours. Um, and then afterwards, uh, just chill with the people here, make some dinner, play some games, um, do a bit of reading. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's honestly not been, been too, too bad. Cause again, I'm very thankful to be with people, um, be with people that I love and be close to them, know that my family's safe. Um, and yeah, I, I miss being able to, you know, go out and see my other friends in the city, but I've been texting with them a lot. So, um, yeah, in, ge in, in general, it's been a, a fairly positive day to day. Um, which is, which is nice. Okay. That's amazing because, um, I think just reading articles and hearing personally from people that I know, um, sometimes, yes, it's so wonderful to be able to have people you enjoy in their company um, that you're sheltering in place with. But then also there's that saying of it's like, you know, if you're stuck for too long, not being able to go about your usual schedule that you had before the quarantine, then sometimes it might cause some stress within the relationships inside the household. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, it's so interesting to me that you're living with your boyfriend and you mentioned his niece, right? 
Yes. She so, goes to university in London. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how, how has that been for your relationship? I mean, real talk, just, um, you know, in romantic <laughs> relationships, it's so important to make sure there is that time together, but also going through this time, it's so different from anything else right now. We're all in that headspace of survival where, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't even think about the, I guess the health of the relationship, um, the romantic yeah. side. So how's that going for you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a weird circumstance for me because we're, we're long distance. Um, we've been long distance for about five years. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, so this is, it, it was sort of an initial, like, great. Now we're, 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 we're here together and we're here indefinitely. So this is a bit of extra time we can spend with each other. Um, but, um, yeah, there are definitely some, some ups and downs, you know, I have very severe anxiety, um, which is probably why I'm, I'm fine with staying in the house all the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like early on, um, I had a bit of sort of a bit of a breakdown and, and being really, really anxious about the whole situation and not wanting to touch anyone. And right. I almost like threw a child away cause he touched me and he coughed and I just didn't know what to do. Um, Sorry, but, um, he's, Oh, that's the, that's yeah, the, that's two, the two minute heads up. Yeah. Ah! No worries. Please continue. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll be quick. But yeah, but he is really sort of chill and very, very calm and just sort of helps has helped me bring down to a level in which I can sort of manage my existence um, without being in a constant state of of absolute anxiety. So um, that's been that's been really good. And like I like I said, it's like sometimes there's ups and downs, but ultimately we're just happy to be in the same uh, country yeah. uh, for some time. So yeah, that's really nice. Really appreciating each other during this moment. Um, I'm, I loved all of that. Okay. Now, Brittany, I would love to ask yeah. you what you are looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. So it's the weekend. Thank God. Um, <laughs> weekend has begun. Work has ended. Um, so I, we don't have any real plans this weekend. Um, probably going to do some reading. I just got wilder girls. So oh. I've just started that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do a bit of reading, do a bit of cooking. Actually, I need to do my share of cooking because, <laughs> uh, Maheen has been doing all, uh, Maheen, uh, my boyfriend's niece has been doing all the cooking uh, during the week. So, so I need sweet. to make up weekend. Oh, well, what are you going to plan to cook? What do you think? <sighs> something, something Pakistani. That's, Ooh. that's, um, cause that's, that's what they are. They're, they're Pakistani. So, um, they're teaching me all, all their, their country's dishes. Oh um, gosh, that's amazing. so that's my, that's that. my goal. Oh my gosh, you you are really I feel like you are growing so much within this this shelter in place situation. You know what I mean? And like immersing yourself in so much. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I could learn how to make Pakistani dishes as well. Um that's incredible. Maybe you should do like an Instagram live. All right, let me switch off this final um uh final uh a bell, not bell. It's called no. timer. There we go. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, Brittany, this is so lovely getting to hear your voice and just getting to hear your story and your day to day. And I'm, I'm just so happy we got a chance to talk. Can you please let everybody know where they can find you on social media if they like to say hello? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, thank you so much, Ian. This has been fantastic. Um, and yeah, I think this is a great, uh, great thing for everybody. But um, let's see, social media, Twitter, I'm at Brit Margo, B-R-I-T-M-A-G-M-A-R-G-O, can't spell. Um, <laughs> And on Instagram, which you might see an Instagram live soon of me cooking, uh, is at Britta Burns, B-R-I-T-A-B-U-R-N-S. Amazing. Brittany, thank you so much for your time. Thank you again for being so transparent and walking us through your overall time um, and and bits of your day-to-day. It's been really, really wonderful getting to talk to you and getting to hear your story. Um, And I'm so excited for everybody to hear from you. I'm really excited too. Thank you so much, Ian. This is great. Brittany, I will talk to you soon and I'll see you back in our private Facebook group. I will be there. (laughs) Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. And this next conversation was recorded on Saturday, April 18th. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to get to hear your voice finally. Oh my God. I'm so excited. This is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Oh my gosh, please. This is so awesome just to get to talk to you because I know you've been so proactive within our private Facebook group and I'm so appreciative of you for that. Oh, anytime. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Before we jump right into it, can you please share your full name, what time it is and where you're currently sheltering in place? Absolutely. So I'm Brie Bonomo. I, it's currently 7.15 Eastern Standard Time, and I am sheltering in Northeast Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. Well, it's lovely to chat with you. How are you doing? How has it been for you? Well, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, it's been, I would say, actually, it's kind of been weird because I am still working full time, but I'm working at home. And so I do mental health therapy. Okay. <laughs> so it's been interesting because there's obviously like there's a lot of benefits to doing it um, telehealth wise, like video chats and phone calls with clients. But it's definitely hard to sit in front of screens and computers all day. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so you're of course more used to the in-person in your office kind of situation, kind of setting. Yeah. So, and actually I don't do um, as much in office. I actually go directly to client homes. Oh, wow. So, okay. I, yeah. I'm not so aware of that. I'm so used to hearing about like the online therapies and also the ones where we would physically have to go and meet our therapists in their office. How has that been for you adjusting? Yeah. So, I mean, I will say definitely we do, um, it's called MST, uh, multi-systemic therapy. So it is, uh, we cater to clients who are about 12 to 17 years old and working with their families. That's kind of why we go in home oh. to make sure that we're helping them with any behaviors and mental health that they need. Um, so it's definitely, um, been an adjustment for the fact that, you know, I'm working with video chats and trying to get all the family members in on one time has been challenging. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So there needs to be a lot of restraint on the family's end to make sure that there's somebody that's kind of um, shepherding everyone together to sit still and to listen to what you have to say. Yeah, that and then, you know, it, it it's kind of challenging when we're opening new cases because, you know, some families who don't understand what our role is, like to help everyone in the home, um, oh. sometimes just think, oh, you're just here for my kid. Oh. <laughs> so 
Yeah. So it's just, it's just been very interesting trying to do that. But I will say the families that I'm currently working with have been really great about it. So I'm, I've been lucky. Some of the other therapists in the state have been having more issues. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh my gosh. This is so fascinating for me to learn this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like blown away what you're able to do and continue and transition over through the virtual, like bring it over to the digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like you're doing a pretty great job because these, the well, families thanks. sound like, I, I think it's about like you and your your work and the way you're dealing with it um, and adjusting to the changes because it sounds like the families are really reacting well to you. So that's huge kudos to you. Congrats. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I just can't imagine like I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, wow, you'd be an amazing mom because you probably <laughs> you. really know how to listen and really understand how to respect every single person's feelings within your family. So um, how may I ask Okay, so could I could we get into who you're sheltering in place with? Sure. So I will say I'm not a mom at this point in my life, <laughs> um, but I am sheltering with my partner, um, Greg, his name is, and my dog, Aria. So cute. What kind of dog? She's a Shiba Inu. Oh my God. She's so clever. Oh gosh. Shiba <laughs> Inus, they are like brilliant. And I always hear they're so oh good at gosh. sneaking out or just finding ways to get out of certain places. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, yep. So they're basically like human children. So she is. I always right? say that she's in her rebellious teenage years now. <gasps> oh my gosh. How old is she? She just turned six. <gasps> how cute. And what is her name? Aria. Aria. Yes, yes. I remember I'm like, it sounded like Aria from um, Aria Stark. Do you, do you yep, watch Game of Thrones? Wait, that is that is how- she's named <gasps> after. Oh my gosh. Da, na, 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 na. Okay, yeah. awesome. I love that. All right. So we've got Aria in the house. That's so cool. So <laughs> how long have you been quarantining? So um, my company actually went ahead before our state governor recommended like the wow. shutdown and we have been quarantining since the second week of March. Wow. Okay. So it's been over a month for you then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How often are you heading out for either? I mean, of course you have to walk Aria. So I'm assuming, mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. Yep. I, I do have a small yard where I live, um, okay. but she's stubborn. <laughs> so she demands <laughs> she's like, nope. Uh, she's like, yeah. I don't think so. Sheltering in place. Ha. That's a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. Exactly. That's so cute. So is it going to, yeah. is it usually you, Aria and Greg, or just either one of you that are walking, uh, that so, is walking Aria? Since um, my husband is still walking, or I mean, he's still going to work. So um, like he's a, a government employee, so he's kind oh, of essential. Wow. Yes, he's very <laughs> but, essential. Yes. Yep. So because of that, I've been pretty much just taking her on walks to try to keep it like as minimal as possible. But luckily, I have not run into anyone so far on any walks. <laughs> okay, thank goodness. And how do you mm-hmm. all deal with groceries, which is I, which I find actually very fascinating. It's so different for every single person. Yeah, we, um, thankfully we were, you know, fortunate enough to be able to stockpile a lot of like the non-perishable stuff so that, you know, we would at least have something in the house at any given time. And, um, pretty much we've been just doing like as needed, like every two weeks we've been good with like, we'll just write a quick list. And my husband on his way home from work, will just run in with his mask and everything and grab the things we need. (laughs) Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, 
All right. So right now, because you've been sheltering in place for actually, I think you're one, probably the listener who's sheltered in place for the longest so far. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I think so, because people were like reaching up to just about a month or a little bit over. But yours is about like a week, two weeks after a full mm-hmm. month, I would say. Right. So how probably. Yeah. How I would say, what do you find has been your biggest challenge or emotional block or frustration I feel like well as far as like emotional block goes um not having an end in sight Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I didn't realize how much I actually loved my traveling job as much Mm because like sometimes I would always complain about it like oh I gotta go here and it's an hour away or it's a half hour away um And so sometimes that would be like, you know, challenging as far as just like, sometimes you're exhausted from driving all day, but then when you can't do that anymore and you're like, wow, I'm seeing the same four walls for, (laughs) for like four hours and five hours at a time. Yeah. It kind of gets draining. So just emotionally, it's kind of like, I'm frustrated where it's like, we don't know when the end is coming. Um, and as far as physically being uh, challenged as, you know, like I said, to getting up and moving around and going through like, you know, I'll do a lot of role plays with the families I work with. Yeah. So like some of those role plays would involve like getting up and acting things out. So we, it's not as um, immersive when you're doing it over video chat because we don't need to get up. We're just sitting there and talking. So it's definitely physically taxing on me. Oh my gosh. How, how are your work hours in general? Are they pretty much the same amount of work hours or have they kind of decreased? oddly enough I think like mine are either like about the same or maybe even more wow okay (laughs) because I think like where there was always like a finite time where I'd say okay like even if I'm setting aside an hour and a half to work with one family on a lot of issues this week um I would be like, okay, I have to leave because I have another session and this session takes like, you know, a half hour to drive to. So I would always kind of have my routine. Whereas now it's like, well, I can go for two hours and then schedule someone right after that because oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to drive anymore. So I've been trying to find my that my own boundaries as far as like how long I should be sitting for, like when I need to take breaks, when I should schedule sessions and balance them. So it's definitely been interesting, especially because families are like, Oh, do you want to do seven o'clock tonight? <laughs> and <laughs> they're the like, next, no, please. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when the next day they're like, can we do nine in the morning? And I'm oh, like, gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So. And how do you find time for yourself? Cause it doesn't really sound like you have, I know you said you try to schedule in breaks, but I think breaks could, mm, sometimes I feel like it's not enough to really, uh, refill that well if you know what I mean so oh absolutely how do you then make Um, sure you do well I've been essentially I've been trying to like I said I've been getting better at trying to schedule so like this past week has gotten a little bit better with you know making sure that I might be only doing like three clients a day instead of like four to five yeah (laughs) Um, and that way I'm still giving them time so I can still work between regular hours such as like nine to five instead of doing like throughout spread out throughout the day Mm. or having like so many right after another. And then I've been trying to keep like one day where I'm just doing more paperwork and not talking with people. And that way it kind of helps me balance a little bit. Okay. That is so clever. Then I'm like trying to hear if there's moments that you intentionally create for creativity then like as as you're a storyteller I know there's so many Mm -hmm. 
in our community, as you know, because you're very active yes. in the group, <laughs> that there's a lot who are, you know, there are quite a lot who are suddenly feeling very, very productive. But then there's, I'd say, more that are just not able to kind of get back in the flow yet. So what, which camp are you in? Um, I think I would say it depends on the day. Mm, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, yep, yep. <laughs> because the days where I'm working with clients where it's a little bit more intense, I'm definitely feeling more creatively drained, but then some days I'm feeling like really great. Um, but I've been trying to balance that with, you know, so camp, um, NaNoWriMo is in April. Yes. So I have been doing my, I, I wrote a novel in 2018 and I've been actually editing that and just doing a little bit with how I feel like it every day. Um, and not pressuring myself to do too much or too little, just kind of, if I feel like editing today, I'm editing. And that's actually been keeping me, um, very excited about like the prospects of all these edits that I'm doing. And then I have a small writing group as well that we've been trying to schedule like once a week, um, FaceTime writing sessions. (laughs) That's amazing. So how do you find, do you find that that helps you look forward to the next week, every single week to have that, you know? Yes, absolutely. It's been a really fun time, especially because I haven't been able to see them in person. So just kind of seeing their faces has been invigorating. Oh my gosh. And you all are able to meet up at the same exact time. Like uh, everyone is able to agree and they actually show up. Yes. And I mean, we this is very intimate. Like there's three of us. So, okay. I, I mean, still listen, three people, it is a mm-hmm. lot to juggle right now with everybody's schedules up in the air. That's, it is. I, I'd say that's pretty close to a miracle. So that's amazing. And kudos to you three. Um, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so I, I can't help but feel like asking, I, I think you brought something up earlier mm-hmm. about how you realize, you know, with this, the work, it's, it's not what it used to be. What, just reflecting on everything, what do you think you'll never take for granted again? Um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, I, I don't know, like, I guess between like work and just like my regular life, I guess just like the freedom, because obviously like doing therapy, I have the the choice and the ability to make my own schedule. Yeah. And I think like, I definitely took advantage of how much freedom and like spare time I had in there now that I'm trying to like compact everything in one location. Yeah. Oh, and- sorry, let me switch off that uh, first alarm. Okay. And no I'm sorry. <laughs> and then you said the co- compact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like just try, cause like I said, I, I was, I was struggling a little bit of like making sure that I'm like doing things for myself while also doing work and balancing all of that in my home, because I never Mm. did the work in my home as fully as I am doing now. So it's definitely, I took advantage of kind of being able to just get out, go places when I want to, um, schedule whenever I want to, you know, if I decide that I'm at a house and like, we're doing really good and I need to like take a mental, like, you know, step down. That's the biggest transition is I kind of had that defined line of like, okay, like I'm coming home now and my work is done for the day. Whereas working from home, it's kind of like, I can technically be working whenever I want. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. I love how you wrap that up. Um, why don't we then finish it off with what you are looking forward to tomorrow? Oh, yes. And this is the part I'm most excited about oh. because I just planned it today. Oh, nice. Okay, let's hear so, about it. Yep. So my, the one friend that I do like my writing nights with, um, we actually wrote a book together <gasps> And we have been editing, the, we've been working on this book forever. We tried to query it last year, it didn't go well, but we just decided to change a little bit of the parts to make it stronger. And we are finishing our edits tomorrow morning, finally. <gasps> 
So we are rewarding ourselves with a Disney plus movie night that we can like have a Disney watch party together. Oh my gosh. I love you both. That's amazing. (laughs) Congratulations to you both. That's a huge accomplishment and yes, absolutely deserves a Disney plus uh, shared (laughs) watch. What are you doing that through zoom? So I th- we Googled it today and apparently you can actually like set like a code through Disney plus <gasps> and like watch at the same time. Oh my God. That's <laughs> genius. Oh my goodness. Yes. Brie, I'm so excited for you. And <laughs> listen, you. this is amazing. Please let everybody know where they can find you on social media to say hello. Sure. Um, I have a, a bookstagram living in a bookish fantasy as well as a YouTube channel now that I just started. And it's under my name, Brie Bonomo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first of all, congratulations on your new YouTube channel. And thank you, thank you so much for hopping on this phone call with me. I'm so happy we, we actually got to chat. I always see your name thank popping up. Thank you so up. much for hosting this. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, I mean, this, listen, thank you for your time. And um, thank you for walking us through er, like every part of your day. I think it was just so interesting to hear and to learn. Um, and good well, luck. You with everything i'm hoping that you and greg and aria stay safe Mm -hmm. and healthy Um, you as well thank you so much and have the best time tomorrow congrats again to you both i'm so happy for you and i'm so happy to hear that (laughs) um and have so much fun with your disney watch that's so exciting i'm looking forward to it thank you so much for this opportunity (laughs) oh thank you so much brie i'll talk to you soon and i'll see you back in our group okay absolutely have a great night (laughs) thank you you too Bye. bye Now, this last and final conversation of this week was recorded today on Sunday, April 19th. Hello. Hello, Jessica. Hi, you found me. I am. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy about this. This is awesome. I get to finally chat with you how are you i am well how are you i am so good before we get right into it can you please let everybody know your full name what time it is where you are at and where you're currently sheltering in place sure i am jessica lemons it is 115 in bryan texas and that's where i am Thank you, Jess. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm so happy I get to hear your voice. Oh my god. I'm happy I get to meet you virtually. I know. Finally, 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 after all this time. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful to you for always showing up in our in all of our social media and just being so supportive of each and every single storyteller out in our community. And you're always so encouraging, so warm, so positive. I just want to make sure I, I sit that out loud and that I get to pass that over to you um, one-on-one. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I would love for the community to hear more about your story, about how you're doing during this time. I personally know that you are juggling a family. Uh, You've had jobs that you've had to juggle. I mean, your husband has had to juggle also with what he's going through as an essential worker. So just overall, can we kind of have a snapshot of how long you've been quarantining or sheltering in place? Oh, goodness, yes. Uh, We've been doing this for a little over a month. Um, 
March 14th was my last foray out into the world. I had friends getting married and I was the efficient. So I couldn't exactly be like, Hey, sorry guys, I'm out (laughs) to that one. But, um, my children, their last outing was the night before because the couple getting married, my friend Amanda was, once upon a time, one of the managers at the cafe that my husband is the chef for. And so, yeah, their rehearsal dinner was at our cafe. And so that was my children's last outing. And that was the last time they'd really been out. They've gotten to get in the car and we've gotten to go pick up food from the cafe. So once or twice a week, they get to see a village person who is not their dad. So our cafe is the village. That, otherwise, that makes no <laughs> sense. And you're like, what is there a band in the 70s delivering food? I mean, if you if you don't mind sharing a little bit with the listeners before all of this you know, all these mandates took place, what you were doing on your day to day, because you were very busy, always going, (laughs) always you're teaching, everything is back to back. So could you please let everyone know a little bit just so they understand your, the transition of um, like how jarring it's been? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm real bad at being still. It is not my best talent. Um, So I have been a dance teacher. Um, my last class with my kids was actually the class before spring break. Um, and then they were supposed to have the month of March to bond with a new teacher before I came back in to help them wrap up the year for recital. Obviously that's not happening. I am also a kinder music educator so that I can use my college degree at least a little bit. Also, (laughs) I love it. And the kids are adorable. I'm still doing that virtually twice a week. Um, I have my own business. I'm a copywriter. I work freelance. I love it. I'm just really starting to dig into that this year. And good grief. I mean, I have my kiddos. I'm really bad about picking up hobbies and turning them into jobbies. (laughs) It's just a thing that I do. I find something that I love. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting paid to do it. I embroider for funsies and end up selling those once a year. Wow. yeah, wait, so we have birthdays stacked near Christmas time. My daughter is right before Christmas in November. My son is right after Christmas in January. And so I, it's really, really goofy. And sorry to anybody who was offended by this. I sell fucks to give. They're little embroidery hoops with the word fuck embroidered on them. I love that. <laughs> I sell those around Christmas time. It's become my little tradition. And this past year, I added wings to them so that they were flying fucks to give. <laughs> and that is what funds Christmas and birthdays for my kids. And that is my last jobby. Yep. Um, that's pretty brilliant. I am so happy there are people out there demanding for your product. And I it's so <laughs> uplifting during such a stressful time. It's so funny. Also, I feel like you, you might have forgotten to add about your acting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am an actor. I'm not doing anything professionally right now. Whenever um, everything went down, I was in a production of Macbeth that obviously is on hiatus, and I was playing a gender-swapped Macduff. Incredible. So, yeah, in theory, I'm the one who kills the bad guy in the end once we find out when we get to continue, but I was acting professionally. I was doing musical theater prior to finding out that I was pregnant with my son. And then I moved back to my small town that I live in now because our community rocks and I wanted to raise babies here. And I helped start a small professional acting company. We made it 
five years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Jess Lemons. I don't know what you do not do because every time I see your comments and catch ups and week by week, day by day in our private Facebook group, I'm like, how does Jess manage everything that she has going on on top (laughs) of having a family? And I just don't understand how you're able to do it, but also not just juggle everything, but doing it so positively. And I don't want to put out the wrong uh, kind of idea that people (laughs) must always stay positive. No, not at all. Everyone's allowed to feel how they feel, but you're so cheerful and (laughs) your energy naturally uplifts others, which I very much appreciate because I feel like that is what I aim 88 cups of tea to be for our fellow community members just to know that no matter how shitty it is and how many fucks you can give like (laughs) you can rely on a safe space right and you are one of those people that show up to resemble that safe space so that's why I'm just blown away that you have so much happening back to back to back to back (laughs) I really don't know how you even catch a breather for yourself so I don't I don't breathe Everything is overrated. I'm really glad we're getting to talk right now because, you know, I'm I'm also glad and grateful that you walked us through what it was before the quarantine and the sheltering place. And I cannot imagine what it's like now. If you can just share with us even the last few days, how have your days been? Do you find it even busier than it already was? Oh, goodness. Um, my days are almost 100% determined by my children right now. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a toddler. She is no longer a newborn. She is officially a toddler and baby, yeah. sweet baby girl. <laughs> yeah. So she's a toddler. And then my son is six and he is very busy. He inherited my ADHD And so he is also not real good at being still. And that has made this extra super happy fun for him (laughs) because he likes to go. He likes to get up and go. And my daughter does too. She is also a climber. So my days are mostly consumed with helping keep him on task whenever it is time for virtual school. He goes to a charter school and they have done a wonderful job of transitioning to being as virtual as possible, which considering he's in kindergarten, like I've been pretty impressed. The teachers have been very gracious with letting us take things at our own pace. Oh, here he is. What's up, buddy? Oh, what is it, honey? Oh, are you a little freaked out? Man, I don't think we're monster. You can do that. That's okay. Oh, my soft Yeah. Yes, you may, buddy. Okay, careful. Watch out. There you go. Thank you, sir. Okay. Sorry about that. So cute. Oh, <laughs> did I hear Pokemon? Oh yeah. So cute. Oh my gosh. Super into Pokemon. He has officially, partially due to quarantine, gotten as far as he can go in Pokemon Shield. And so yesterday, um, we downloaded Pokemon Sword, which is the corresponding game. So he's on top of the world because he was not expecting that. That was not like a carrot that had been dangled in front of him as an incentive or anything. He just opened up his switch and was like, what? (laughs) Good job, buddy. You're you're doing great with being at home. Oh, he's so sweet. So you've been juggling just making sure he is able to show up for school, like the schooling, Mm -hmm. the Zoom schooling. And you're impressed by the schooling that they've Mm -hmm. set it up pretty well. So it's just you taking care of 
the children, like there's no outside help, of course, I'm assuming, right? Aside from your husband yeah. when he comes home. I mean, we have we have dad when he's home. Yes. Very good one. Um, but dad's schedule is a little extra nuts right now. So it is largely just me and the kids most of the days because Steven, that's my husband's actual name. His mother did not name him the hippie when he was born, <laughs> but he leaves before sunup pretty much every day. Wow. And so he's usually back before bedtime, but because Monday is a family meal pickup day at the village, um, Sundays, he's there a little bit longer. So he'll usually miss getting to put Z down, but he's typically home in time for fun stuff with Eli in the evenings before he goes to sleep. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I feel like this week has been just coincidentally, we've had more listeners, um, in, in the special episode that are parents. So I would love, 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 love to ask you it, like, you know, during this time, what do you find has been most helpful for you in managing your day to day so that you don't feel overwhelmed? And I'm sure you do. And that's totally okay if you do. <laughs> but um, if there's anything that you can share with fellow parents in our community. Sorry, if you hear the clocking, that's also my 75 pound fur baby. Oh my God, um, so cute. <laughs> yeah, she's also a little freaked out right now because it's stormy. I live in Texas and it's storm season. Oh my gosh. But, um, no, honestly, it's rationing screen time whenever it is not school time. And I lucked out. We live next door to our best friends. They are childless by choice currently. But Jake um, owns a restaurant on the same block as my husband. And they have been pretty much following the same safety precautions, not letting people inside. And so they still see one another. Maria has been just home since everything happened. And so we've been basically isolated and only exposed to the same people. And so my children can go there and play from time to time. They have a trampoline that in theory was bought for Jake's birthday was at, but was actually just a shameless play at buying my children's love. <laughs> and I rolled my eyes last August when they bought that thing. And now like, I just want to send a thank you note to the manufacturers <laughs> along with like a month monthly cookie basket or something. But yeah. That's how I'm managing is being like, okay, go, go jump, go jump in circles. Oh my God. That's amazing. And by the way, your timing is impeccable because you just wrap that up within the, this two minute timer. I'm just like, wow. How did she know that there was like, did you just check your clock? There was the timer in my corner. So no, I see it. <laughs> that wasn't entirely me just being magical. <laughs> Genius. All right. So these next two minutes, I would really love and squeeze in uh, what you're looking forward to tomorrow. I feel like it's definitely helpful just to go day by day. So it's not as mm -hmm. um, eh, overwhelming. So yeah, what do you have coming up? Well, tomorrow is an easier day for my husband. So I am looking forward to him getting home a little bit sooner because even if he just needs to crash for an hour or so when he gets home, he's still here. Mm -hmm. And my kiddos rest a little more easily whenever dad is home. I married an actual partner and adult or adult. I do not have a third <laughs> child. I have a husband. Amazing. And so when he's home, he's home. And my kids rest a little more easily whenever that's happening. Also tomorrow I am picking back up with uh, reading chapters of the Wizard of Oz oh. online for whoever wants to tune into that. And oh that's gosh. something that I know a lot of people in my town have been enjoying. I like Wait, story why, don't, time. why don't you share a little bit more about that? 
Oh, <laughs> when this first happened, I was looking for something that I could do to help being stuck at home or safe at home like we all are and I was like well I'm an actor who doesn't have a stage and I'm a teacher who can't see her kids why don't I find a story that I can read and just stream myself doing that and mm. the funny thing is it's mostly been grown-ups tuning in but <laughs> it seemed to go off relatively well and then I took the last two weeks off after I finished the first book in the series and so tomorrow night I'm starting with the second book in the series Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Okay, can you give them the link once more of where they can tune in for that? Um, I do it via Facebook Live. Okay, so if awesome. you are yeah, so if you're friends with me on Facebook, I'm Jessica Lemons. There aren't that many of me. There's a picture of me with my wild, crazy hair and my daughter standing next to me. So Amazing. if you want if you want to tune in, it's public, so you can do that. Brilliant. Okay, that's perfect. Oh my gosh. Seriously, your timing is just so dang good. What on earth? I'm like, I've never I don't think I've spoken to someone who's that precise in both timers. I'm like, wait, what is happening? Um, this is so efficient. I love it. Stage managers watching the clock for me. So Jessica, I love that we got to jump in and just hear your day to day. And I love that I got to hear your son and your fur baby also (laughs) popping in um, because that was just a real glimpse into your everyday, what a lot of parents have to deal with as well. And can you please let everybody know where they could find you online, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Sure. This is me casually reaching for my phone and pretending that I have all (laughs) of that memorized because I absolutely do not. Um, On Instagram, I'm not a starving artist girl, but you can also search for Jessica Lemons. Like you'll recognize me. There aren't that many other Jessica Lemonses in the world, but there are a few of us. And then on Twitter, I believe I'm at glitter and B. And there's a picture of me from a mermaid shoot from several years ago, but it still looks like me. So perfect. Jess, this was so wonderful. Thank you for taking the time on your Sunday to hop on this call with me. And you'll be hearing your voice tonight. I'm going to be (laughs) putting this together and pushing it out by this evening. So please hear yourself, uh, your beautiful (laughs) voice, and I will see you back in our private Facebook group. Thank you so much for everything, Jess. Thank you for everything. Thank you for doing this. Oh my gosh, you were so sweet. I'm so happy we got to talk. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, you enjoy the rest of your day um, and please stay safe. Get some food. Thank you, you too, and stay healthy, your whole family. You as well. Thank you so much. Take it easy, okay? I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, Jess. Bye. All right, storytellers. That was our second week of our bonus podcast episode for our community tapestry project. I hope you enjoyed this week's compilation of beautiful voices. And I hope you are feeling like you were just wrapped in a much needed hug. I hope you're feeling a little bit less lonely and knowing that you're not the only one going through what you're going through, that we're all trying to figure out what to do next. And that's okay. If you'd love a chance to be featured as one of the voices in this community tapestry project, I'm so grateful that we've received so many submissions. We've received nearly 100 applicants who would love a chance at being featured. So you still have a chance because I'm doing this on a rolling basis so that there's an opportunity for more listeners to get a chance to be in it. 
The application form is linked in the summary page of this episode in your favorite podcast player. Tap that URL and it'll bring you right to the application that you need to fill out. Alrighty, I hope you all are staying safe and healthy and keeping your spirits up. Look out for our brand new 88 Cups of Tea article releasing on our website at 88cupsoftea.com on Monday, April 19th. And I will catch you next Sunday for our next round of voices. Talk to you soon and take care.